15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Clarity. Being clear. Matters. Hi and welcome to the Preaching Points podcast for this week from the Haddon W. Robinson Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Seminary. I'm your host, Brian Hedinga. And uh, the 2016 National Preaching Conference is coming up. It's called Not Ashamed of the Gospel, and it will be held this fall, September 8 and 9, at the South Hamilton campus of Gordon-Conwell Seminary. For more information on the 2016 National Preaching Conference, go to gordonconwell.edu slash preaching. Now let's listen as doctors Scott Gibson, Jeff Arthurs, and Pat Batten discuss why sermon clarity matters. The title of John Stott's excellent book on preaching is Between Two Worlds. That's probably a a metaphor that our listeners are familiar with. The preacher stands between the world of the text and the world of the listener, the congregation, the current uh, culture. And we stand between those two worlds because I believe that's an accurate biblical model of preaching. It leads us to this preaching point clarity matters. Scott, why uh, conceived of as standing between the two worlds, why is clarity uh, paramount? Well, if we're going to understand what is stated in the ancient world, we want to be clear about that. And then as a preacher, if we understand that well, we'll be able to communicate it in the 21st century world well. And that takes good, clear thinking, good, clear exegesis, good, clear relating that text to the 21st century listener. Yeah, if we're not relating it, if we're not bridging that gap, if there's fog out there, then that model dissipates and uh, preaching, the effect of preaching doesn't happen without clarity. Yeah, number one in a sermon, be clear. Uh, I think that's one of the most important things we're trying to convey in our initial preaching classes. be clear. They what, should did, not leave confused. <laughs> right, right. Didn't Haddon have a, an illustration, something like Napoleon's instructions to his uh, his messengers? Do you remember this? Be clear, be clear, be clear. That's all he wanted him to yeah. but, but that's what God says to us, in a sense. I've given the word. You've studied it well. Now, just tell them what I've told them already. Right, be clear. right. So often, though, we do confuse it. <laughs> it's hard to be clear. It's very, it's hard, hard, very hard to, to be, be clear. clear. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. And it's hard to be clear when we move from having a clear message to a clear idea and a clear right. outline. It becomes very difficult. Sometimes I wish we could wheel out, as we are preaching, the brainometer. <laughs> Just bring it out. So where you could actually look into people's brains to see what's going on in there. This, yeah. And because 
we think we're being clear, yeah. but then you look into their brain and there's just a bunch of fog and yeah. goo and mush. <laughs> Sometimes I wish that. Other times I'm happy we <laughs> don't have such a thing. <laughs> but we want to be able to at least get some sense as to how we can do that, how we can be clear. One way to test our clarity is to listen to our own sermons. Mm -hmm. Another would be getting feedback from our listeners so that they actually can articulate what we're trying to communicate. And if it does go from our mouth to their ears in such a way that... um, shows clarity. Yeah, it's sobering to receive that feedback to wheel out the brain on it. (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. And you can do that informally, just listening to chit-chat after church, and you start to understand if people really got it. One other way, I mean, we want to be clear is by um, preaching a central idea, Mm -hmm. one big idea and not a bunch of scattered, unrelated ideas. It really is a service to the listeners to reduce it to a core concept. And then another technique of clarity would be purposeful redundancy. Oral communication demands purposeful, not random, you'll bore people, but purposeful strategic restating of key ideas. And a key time to do that would be transitions right. as you move mm-hmm. from one yeah. idea to the next idea. Yeah. That's the power of restatement and the power of repetition, right. pounding away what you're saying. And we may think we're saying it too much, but our listeners don't have a rewind button yeah. to take us back. And say, I didn't quite get that. But if you purposefully use them in transitions and in conclusion and so forth, it's going to make a huge difference for clarity. Your uh, exhortation to pound home that truth reminds me of a quotation from Spurgeon. One nail driven home is better than 20 tacks loosely fixed to be pulled out (laughs) in an hour. (laughs) So one truth, purposeful redundancy, you know the significance of transitions to those mile markers because clarity really does matter in this high calling of expository preaching. Yeah, thanks, Scott and Jeff and Pat, for this week's Preaching Points podcast. And if our weekly podcast has been helpful to you, you may be interested in our Preacher's College. Now, Preacher's College is a two-and-a-half-day seminar with our faculty designed to give you some of the basics of sermon preparation and delivery. And this spring, it will be held May 26 through 28 at the South Hamilton campus of Gordon-Conwell Seminary. For more information about the 2016 Preachers College, go to gordonconwell.edu slash preaching. All right, I'm Brian Hedinga, and we look forward to giving you some more helpful insight in our next installment of Preaching Points. We'll see you then. One hundred fifty years of Children's National Hospital. One hundred fifty years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional healthcare for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. One hundred fifty years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org/slash/one-hundred-fifty-years. That's childrensnational.org/slash/one-hundred-fifty-years. 
Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.